This is Motley Fool Money. Welcome to Motley Fool Money, the podcast that is pioneering the podcast as a service business model. I'm Scott Phillips, and with me is an Ian Mahanti. G'day, Doc. Good day, Captain. How are you? You talked about recurring revenue last week, mate, so I thought I'd just kick us off with a bit of a podcast as a service. We're a recurring non-revenue podcast now. We, we are very, very recurring. You, we can sell this for a fortune. Well, we should. We'll get some VC investors involved. All right, let's move on. 200 before times. I get, I get carried <laughs> out. 200 times what, though? That's the problem. Oh, 200 times the number of podcasts we have done. There we go. Yeah, there we go. That's going to make us rich. No, that's only about uh, $20,000. i will just put a... Put zeros. Zeros, yeah, right. exactly. Let's move on. Yeah, Let's move on. Yeah. All right, mate. <laughs> this week, is this the end of the humble checkout chick or checkout Charlie? I don't know about you, but I got my first start in the business world behind a Woolworths checkout. So maybe, maybe I might have struggled in the common world. Let's talk about that. Also, we are going to go into software as a service. Mate, you jumped on the high horse last week and you banged on about recurring revenue. And yet... I've convinced you to come back and talk about some of the good parts of software as a service and maybe try and just break up that bit between what's kind of froth and bubble and what's real underlying high-quality business software as a service. We're also going to talk about the highs and lows of earning season, answer a mailbag question, and I teased it last week, we didn't quite get to it, we're going to talk about ACDC and the ASX. High Are we about high, to have... High voltage. Oh, there you go. The meeting of the minds, the, the great coming together of <laughs> rock and stocks. Rock, rock and stocks. Stock, stock, yeah. rock, does that work? You know, high current, high voltage stocks. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, that sounds pretty Liam, cool. Can I get a gig on the Rush Hour with MG with that sort of humour? Is that going to get me? We don't talk about music on that show. Oh, oh stocks? Stocks. Or, or a, a, any of Jocks! Yeah. Rock stocks. There we go. <laughs> Made it. Yes. I've cracked it for an invite, fools. You heard it here first. If Liam doesn't come good, you can all write to him and the three of you can ask him, including my mum and, and your mum, Doc, ask him exactly what's going on with uh, with my invitation for the Rush Hour with MG. Real which. Do. Liam co-host and does a spectacular job, by the way. If you're not listening, you should be, either in Sydney or you can download the podcast from that particular program, Liam, I believe. Via the AAA map. Same place you can Go. get yours. Perfect. All right, let's get on with it. Mate, uh, anyway, uh, the checkout chick. Mm. It's the staple first job of almost everybody. You're either working behind the counter at the fish and chip shop, you're delivering pizzas, or you're at the checkout at Woolies or Coles. You told me this week that it might be the end of the humble... Check out Chick as a, as a career starter. I may not be where I am today. You could be doing this podcast with somebody else. Were it not for my first couple of days behind the checkout at Woolworths. Well, it looks like, well, I mean, maybe there's still some legs to this business or this uh, gig. Oh, but uh, Woolworths, My career is safe. <laughs> Woolworths is trying out this uh, automated checkout thing in one of its stores. Oh, they've done uh, that before. The whole stuff checkout's done, surely. Oh, but this is, this is like, this is really pushing it. So, you okay. know, you can, you can buy your fruits and you scan it and there's a machine and you can just, you know, put it in your bag and you can walk away with it, right? I mean, uh-huh. you don't have to queue anywhere. You're just scanning it as you get stuff using your and phone. And you put it in the trolley. As you put it in your, in your own trolley, in your Ooh, own bags. And this cool. is like on the go. Okay. And this is an idea that, you know, um, Amazon um, uh, tried out and it's trying out and they have three stores in the US that do this. And This it, is the newly trillion dollar Amazon. I this is the trillion out. dollar Amazon, which uh, you own, I guess. And, I do own some shares uh, and you do too. Uh, yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So this, you know, this is, we're getting to this sort of automated world. Where, Man, you know, that's cool, huh? This is very cool, and I'm, I'm actually very happy to see Woolworths try it out. Which yeah. is, and you know, I, I like Woolworths is very good at trying things out. Can which you I really, really like that? Really, I, I, I get if you buy a box of cereal, you can scan it, you put it in your trolley. 
If I buy half a dozen navel oranges, a couple of passion fruits, and a box of blueberries, how, how does that actually work? Because you've got these, uh, you know, you've got these barcodes on the fruits as well, right? I mean, yeah. you know, they're just scanning that. They've got special way yeah, machines okay, there, enough, yeah, and and you know, put it in the bag, put you know, weigh it, and you scan it, and you know, it's all through the app. So, like Woolies have an app for this, apparently, and you know, you it's a just, pretty good app. I have to say that, right? But this is something separate. It looks like right, I haven't okay, checked okay. it out. So here's a tip for our listeners: massive tangent. If you're in Woolies, mm. uh, so here's the thing: I, I do a reason why I'm shopping as a family. I used to work in a food company. Way back when I used to work in Woolies, as I've already said. So I'm a little bit partial to, to kind of the, the supermarket shop, just as a kind of a, a almost a uh, nostalgia thing. You can actually jump on the Woolworths app. I need to find some jelly for my young bloke. You actually type it in the app, it tells you which aisle it's in when you choose what store you're in. Oh, that's really That cool. is a godsend. That is I, I, such a good Particularly for the, for, the, for the, I'll say the blokes, because frankly, we're not very good at this stuff. If you're in Woolies, do yourself over now, download the app while you're listening to this. When you're next in Woolies, you can jump in, type in whatever product you want. It'll tell you which aisle it's in. You choose the store you're in. It's just brilliant. So when I've got to find jelly on the shelf, at least I can get the right aisle, which is like, saved me hours so far in the shop. That's awesome. You know, I'll, I'll add one more thing for Woolies. You know, one the reason I go to Woolies over Coles yep. is that their app works on my phone. So I can, you oh. know, I don't actually have to use the card because the card is on the phone. That's cool. And yeah, that same. is really awesome. Yeah, so, you cool. know, I, I really appreciate the fact that Woolies is trying out new things mm-hmm. and, and that's a really great. So, all right. Well, so, we're an investing podcast at least some of the time when I'm not ranting or going yeah. on tangents. So, so let, let, let's pretend. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, I, I'm doing the general knowledge thing because I mean, I'm mm. auditioning for the Rush Hour with MG, yeah, which Liam's yeah. going to sort mm-hmm. us out for. But separate to that, uh, from a from from an investing perspective, does this make a difference? Does it make a dent? How does it make you feel about Woolies as an investment when they're doing this sort of stuff? Well, it it makes me at least think that this is a company that's willing to look forward. And it's, it's thinking about, you know, the future and the robotics and all right. the things that you could do with the phones and the, you know, various camera systems and, you know, you know computer vision and so on and so forth. So it, 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 if I was a Woolies investor, which I'm mm-hmm. not, I would not at least feel that this is a company that's, you know, like dead. <laughs> like, in a way, they're trying things. So, which, which really, you know, and I, that's I, big praise from you. A company's not dead from you. That's that's a good thing. Yeah, a company which is trying, I think, okay. is, is is a very good thing. It also just generally speaks to you know sort of the invasion of technology everywhere uh, in our lives. So, you know, keep an eye on technology. I'm not particularly. I don't want to get particularly political here, but I will say I'm also a bit of a fan of Woolies because they didn't backflip on the plastic bag ban. If you're going to do it, do it properly and stop screwing around like Coles did. So, I, I'm not a shareholder either. Um, but good on Woolies for doing the right thing and sticking to their guns. All right, let's move on before I get too political and too deep in the weeds. Do you do politics on the Rush Hour with MG? Can I get a gig doing that sort of, you know, plastic bag kind of commentary, Liam? Unless we're talking about uh, back office politics of football clubs, no. No, all right. Hey, I'll keep trying. You're out of luck. I'm, I'm going to definitely get myself an invite <laughs> by the end of this podcast, Phil. This is, this is my, no matter how long it takes, this could take hours, but I will keep talking until Liam finally relents and invites me on the show. Liam is out of luck. <laughs> could be a while. Motley Fool Money. For more, go to fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Mate, last week you banged on about recurring revenue. I mm. say bang on in a very affectionate way that we mm. I like people who bang on, so you did well. And we talk about software as a service, talk about recurring revenue. You sort of said, well, recurring revenue is recurring revenue, but it's not always exactly the same thing. Some of it is attractive, some of it's good. The, the underlying principle though, the idea that if you can find a customer to keep paying you rather than making a one-off sale. That's kind of an attractive thing. And we know that software as a service revolutionized the world. The ability to do most things online, pay by the month, pay by the year, whether it's business to consumer or business to business. Mm-hmm. That kind of idea is pretty cool. And we call it software as a service because you're effectively renting the software every month rather than paying a one-off fee for it up front. Yeah. If you've got an Office 365 subscription, you probably know all about that. The apps themselves, we know are, are kind of most of them or a lot of them, the paid ones are software as a service. Tell me... 
get I've done a horrible job of explaining it. So explain to me exactly what software as a service is. And let's do the other side of that uh, that coin today. What why do you like it and what should we be looking for when it comes to software as a service companies that really recommend them to us? Right. Okay. So the the in the old days for software, the the model as you said was licensing, right? So you know, mm-hmm. I had a piece of software, if somebody wants to buy or I want to sell it to someone, I go and I show them the software, they buy it from me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically I give them a license, okay, you can have 100 users, you know, using the software. Right. They install it on their machines, they run it, they maintain it. Then, you know, I go back as my comp- as the software and I go back and I do development work on this comp- uh, software. You know, it takes me a couple of years to do some development work. Then I <laughs> yeah, go back right. to them again. And, hey, I have an upgrade now. Right, right, right. Do you want to buy it again from me? So the, the cycle of development and, you know, it was just painful. People had to run this, you know, the hardware. People had to wait for the upgrades. You know, people had to deal with bugs and so on and so forth. The, right. the software as a service model basically came about because the internet became, you know, usable. <laughs> and, and what that meant is you could now, you know, provide software in a very agile, which basically means, you know, with quick development cycles. Right. You, you make, you build the software and you can essentially host the software now as the, as the provider. And then you, you basically sell people a subscription. It's like basically people having subscription to things like, you know, zero, um, at, ho- at home, right? Or, or as you said, Office 360. Right, right. So the, you know, the software is essentially owned by Microsoft. It runs on Microsoft servers, but yeah. you can actually use it on your computer, uh, anytime you want. And it pushes downloads automatically to my PC. If I got installed locally, it's it, all that kind of yeah, stuff. If, right? and, and, yeah. And yeah. If, if it's installed locally, then, you know, you get the updates. If it's not, if you're using it from the web, then, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always up to date. And, and, and so, so, so this model has made it it's easier for people to use. And along the way, what the businesses have done is they've basically said, well, you know, it's a software and we're mm-hmm. providing it as a service, which basically means that, you know, we uh, are going to ask for a contract from right, you. Right. And uh, the contract might be like, you know, typical software contracts are like three years long. And they they would say, okay, pay us, you know, quarterly in advance or annually in advance yep. um, for this contract. And uh, in return for, you know, paying us in advance and signing this contract, we assure you that you're always going to have the up-to-date version to use and, and, and things like that. So what this does is, any software you're looking at now, um, it gives a lot of flexibility to the uh, the users of the software. So they, right. you know, they have they have the they don't have to deal with infrastructure issues and they don't have to deal with yeah. software upgrade you issues. Know, you get thirteen C uh, bloody five and what is it uh, three and a half inch disk you had to install exactly. one by one by yeah. one. Insert disk number five of thirteen. Right. That kind of crap. You yeah. don't have to do that. And and <laughs> and, nice. and, and I'm a big and, fan of that. And the companies, the software companies, for them the advantage is that they have, in some sense, the recurring that thing that people talk about is we have this contract mm. and we are getting the money ahead of time so it's it's mm. nice to get like you know if you can get people to pay you in year in advance for mm. the software services mm. they're going to be using that's really really cool right because you've got the money you know it's going to you know you're going to charge it you're just going to book it over the over the course of the year yep. as as the calendar rolls on also but, means you're going to get some money next year which you wouldn't have otherwise got because you don't exactly. make a new sale the new version to somebody exactly. all that kind of stuff so so this this is the recurringness is the fa- fact that you know most likely people are not going to leave you right. and you have signed the deal for three years so you know what you can look at your revenue line today and sort mm-hmm. of make a very good mm-hmm. prediction of what the revenue is going to be next year 
right? As long as you have pretty high retention rates in terms of people not leaving you, right? So that so that's okay. that's a recurring part, which which then allows you to which sort you do of, like, right? Which which I like, which then allows you to sort of grow your business. Mm. Um, and many software companies use the term; it's a very common term now. It's called land and expand. So they you know they land oh, you. I like it. They like a good. That's a that's a that's, little, a, that's, a, that's a little beautiful terminology now. It's getting. You know, like I've it. seen it become land very common expand. now in the. I noticed this being used as well. Land and expand. We have a land and expand strategy. So if I can land a, a, an interview on on the rush hour with MG and then expand, <laughs> expand my, exactly to I like all it. over. All right, right? Liam will stop me. Up so so, right. so that's the idea. You know, you get someone to sign up with <laughs> yeah. one version of your software or one piece of your software puzzle. <laughs> and one one interview, just one, one off, one off as a just you know introductory. Ex- exactly, and okay. then if you're if you're if people like it, like you know Liam is going to like you know what you're going to do in his Naturally. show, then. Over time, rocks, stocks, and jocks. It, it, it tells itself. You're going to not, now subscribe to multiple versions of this. You know, multiple things in this in, every, in the pipeline. Every, multiple products. Five minutes a day, every day. Just a yeah. bit of a cameo from me. Right? Exactly. We're not so, talking about me, are we? We're talking about other things. Yeah, yeah. But, but but kind of you get the idea. Ah, so, somebody, so, somebody. so you know, the landing expand, which basically means from the same set of customers, you can make more money next year. So, so it's, you don't have to find new customers. Your customers are already there. Just got to sell them more stuff. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense to me. Real money advice from real people. Not just a couple of dicks with a Porsche. Get more at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Hang on. What's that? I can hear it building. Oh, look out. Do, do. This is my new theme music oh. for the Rush Hour with MG. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Phillips with Stocks, Rocks and Jocks. Heard it here first on Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we promised it last week. Thank you, Len. That was very nice of you to give us a little bit of Akadaka. They're coming to the ASX stock. Yes. All of a sudden, we're going to be able to get some of the best music in the world on the ASX. No? Yeah, that is true. So I, I you told me ACDC was on uh, the ASX. Yes, ACDC is actually, I think it is on the ASX already. Oh, good. So we can, uh, so we can buy shares in the band. <laughs> no. We can buy uh, the albums from the band. No. It's none. It's got nothing to do with music. It's just, you know, but it's mm. just... It's got to do a lot. It's a bit with, embarrassing. It is, but you, it's you good, built it up. And I've been building this up for weeks, mate. But there, but there, but there, ACDC and the but, ASX. But there's something here, you know. ACDC, alternating, alternating current, direct current, electricity. So no, come on. So what this is is an ETF that tracks something called the Sol Active Battery Value Chain Index. That's not quite the ACDC. It's not. But it is still fun. I, I just think it's fun oh, that somebody's named an ETF called ACDC. That's just <laughs> that's just awesome. Uh, I'll give okay, you that. But uh, I kind uh, of uh, I was thinking the the band. That, uh, I'm going to quickly add a caveat though. I am not right. making any recommendations here that people buy this just because I love the name. Um, so this <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is an interesting index. It's an equal weight, which basically means it's got like you know, let's say it's got twenty um, uh, constituents or twenty companies in it. Then right. each company is held equally. So that's yeah. like, you know, hundred divided by twenty five percent. Still a bit uh, disappointed. Keep going. Oh, but you know, I'll just tell. I'll, I'll just keep to the facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is basically an index of uh, you know um, some mining companies and lithium mining companies. So lithium is used in making batteries. Okay. Um, it has a company that I quite like called Tesla. Um, oh, so this go. is all about electric cars, uh, batteries, and sort of enabling sort of the battery revolution. And it's got. Doesn't sound of- very rock and roll, dude. It is very rock and roll. You sure? Have, have you seen how fast those Tesla cars go? I, I, I asked our erstwhile colleague, Andrew Page, once whether he was a Holden or a Ford man. You know what he said, don't you? I don't know. But oh, I kind of like Teslas. 
Oh, he's a good man. It's not very, <laughs> not very rock and roll. Oh, it's very rock and roll. They go very fast. Can you play us out with something, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now I'm feeling better again. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is going to be my closing track after I made an interview with MG and uh, it's gone already. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting ETF. Uh, I'm not making any recommendations here, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's it. Can we move on? Get more Motley Fool money advice at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. Yeah, we'll there we go. I'm a very simple man, Doc. I go from being very disappointed to very excited and then disappointed and back to excited again. I noticed that. It's time for me to mount the high horse. Please do. The highway to hell high horse, I'm calling it this week in a bit of tribute to ACDC, the, the real one, not your ETF kind of Tesla-y one. <laughs> I'm going going to take the opportunity this week to talk about the headline of the week, which is, and you can kind of insert it here because that's really the point. Mm. We went through earnings season. It was all about earnings season. It was earnings season this and earnings season that. And that's all I think to some degree appropriate, right? And then the second earnings season finished on the 30th of August, 31st of August, all over. So what do we do? We all turn as one, like the lemmings at the stock market can be sometimes. It says, but what about China? What about Trump? This is going to be terrible. And it's like, well, where was that a week ago or two weeks ago? It's like we've got this one-track mind as investors and not that track, the other track. We can only think about the most recent or the most current risk or issue or opportunity on the, on, the, on the horizon at one point in time. There's nothing at all new about the China tariff war stuff. In fact, before that, it was the Donald Trump and North Korea stuff. Before that, it was Trump himself. Before that, it was God knows what it was. And I've ranted about this sort of thing before, and I'm going to keep ranting about it because it's fun and it gets me energized. And I leave the podcast feeling really, really good for the rest of the day because I've got it off my chest. The market just completely... Com- I, we get emails about this. Oh, what do you guys think now? The market's going to crash because of Trump and, and sh- trade wars in China. And it's just this sense of that all we can deal with is one headline, one big risk, one big issue at a time. It was Brexit, then it was Grexit, then it was Trump, then it was... What do we have after that? Oh, Something, steel of, tariffs, something, yeah. trade tariffs, China tariffs, North Korea, um, Iraq, Iran. Choose your, choose your bloody topic. The sense that we just can't kind of keep these things in perspective. If you added up every single potential risk that was highlighted by somebody in a major newspaper, the AFR online, choose your outlet, and you added all those up, the market should have crashed a dozen times in the last 12 months alone. And so the, the, the fact that there is, is it a risk? Yes, of course it is. Absolutely. Will one of those risks eventually come and kick us in the backside? Yes, absolutely. But the reality is not everyone is going to do it, and you can't keep responding and reacting Otherwise, no wonder people suffer from bloody burnout when they're investing because you kind of get to the point of thinking, I can't emotionally deal with this anymore. I'm trying to deal with so many of these headline risks. Back in June 2016, RBS said sell everything. Yeah. Where are they? Two no. and a half years ago, the market's up, what, 30% since then, I would guess? Poor RBS. And it's just, it's just benign. Like, there are people who see you know, disaster around every single corner, and that's frankly, that's why headlines work, and we get that. We understand that. You just can't keep doing this idea of like, yeah, yeah, but what about the new risk? What about the new risk? Eventually, as I said, one of them will come and get us. In the meantime, it's just such a waste of time, and you're going to lose so much more in potential upside than you ever, ever, ever make in avoiding the downside by trying to, trying to dodge every single possible risk. It drives me completely bananas. We see, I get an email the other day from a bloke called Harry Dent, who apparently is now predicting the end of the world again. Again. For what, the 85th time since 1972? Jeez. It is. It, 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 uh, and look, it probably sells emails and it makes people open and click, and I get all that stuff. But fools, just, you know, do me, do me a favor. Go and throw on a bit of back in black. Go and, go, and, go and enjoy something. Go and do something you enjoy. Listen to the rush hour with MG and Liam Flanagan and Scott Phillips and get a sense of, you know, what's really going on in the world. Stop obsessing. Stop navel-gazing about the most recent risk, the headline, the 
the big deal. Just get on with it. Captain, I'm going to give, give you, make, it, make, make a good deal with you. <sighs> yeah, please. So you, you just got to pay me half a cent. <laughs> each, only half a cent. <laughs> each time I show you a bad news uh, report. Man, I can't afford that. This is just going to make me so rich. <laughs> I'll even take quarter of a cent. <laughs> not a chance, not a chance. And that's the thing, right? That's exactly, that's exactly the thing. You can jump, jump on the AFR or SMH or Age website today. Jump on the Daily Telegraph website. Um, go to triplem.com.au and uh, listen to me with Liam and MJ. Um, Super like, fun. He almost didn't realize I said it then. Oh, he's paying attention. <laughs> he's smiling. Um, the, uh, you know, it drives me nuts. Are we done? Yes, we are. Awesome. Fools, thank you very much for listening. We hope we've entertained you, enriched you, and amused you. If we've done at least one of those, we're doing well. If we've done all three, then that's a pretty good podcast, I reckon. And maybe we might have just been able to do that. You can jump on Doc's ETF if you want the ACDC ETF, which I kind of like. I gave you a hard time, Matt, but I kind of like the idea almost as much as I like the band. In the meantime, we're done. Don't forget you can subscribe to the Triple A Motley Fool Money podcast through iTunes or your favourite podcast app. I reckon our listeners could probably do this off by heart, you reckon? Yeah, I think so. And if you like what we're doing, yep, give, that's right. Give us a recommendation. A big give fat five-star five rating, star. as, as yes. our listeners will know. Uh, and also tell your friends. And go to fool.com.au forward slash triple M. And subscribe to get a little bit of email goodness from us as well. That's it for this week's Motley Fool Money. Thank you, Doc. Thank you, Liam. Fool on. Fool on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash triple M. The Motley Fool operates under financial services license 400691.